Hey Becky, how you doing? We're on an early one today. Hey, 21 Questions, I'm your host, IC. Nice to see you, 21 Questions with Dior, Bediaco. Gonna get it popping today. We're doing an early one today, something didn't, different. Didn't? <laughs> something different, hey, how do I breathe? Open up this window and Elizabeth, welcome. Leanne, welcome. 21 questions. Hey, Brie. <laughs> All right. We got to be Dior in the building. 21 questions with Dior, Billy Aku. And we're going to have a great time today. Questions upon questions galore. If you're a first time, if this is your first time tuning in to 21 Questions, welcome. I'm your host, Icy, um, and this is the Insta Live segment of the Sit Down. The Sit Down is a live Q&A platform uh, where we interview guests, find out a bit more behind the scenes, who they are as a person, um, and we've adapted this for Corona Corona, and then so we've been inviting our guests on and learning a bit more about them. Be sure, be sure, be sure to go backwards and check out all the episodes that we've been doing. We've done about, uh, about 11 or 12 episodes now, I think. And so go back, find a link in our bio, check out all the episodes, and make sure you're up to date, okay? Today's going to be a cool one. We're going to have uh, Dior, and she's going to take us through her story just a bit. But I got some questions. <laughs> Dior, I hope you're ready. <laughs> all right, without further ado, because time is talking the hardest, I'm going to invite our guest on, um, Dior. So let's see if we can connect. Velma, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey. hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Good. Been running can, about can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Perfect. Yeah, you're good. I'm a crystal. Cool. Very good. clear. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get into it, man. Welcome to 21 Questions. Thank you. Uh, thank you for even agreeing to, to do it. Um, I just wanted to kind of pull this one. Yeah, I just really wanted to invite you on because, um, like, I know you're from church and everything, and I really wanted to kind of yeah. unpack your story a bit more. I got my questions. Oh, God. And if you know how oh, to... God. <laughs> Don't worry, we ain't gonna hurt you. We ain't gonna hurt you. Um, but I've, I, I like to ask different My questions. My friends are literally walking in. Say hi. hi. Hey, Velma. So Velma's doing it next week, yes? Like yes, yeah, yeah. energy you give me. I have a I question walk. for Dior. Look at this. <laughs> this. Oh, my God. I see. You're not living. This is the wildest one yet. I have this a question is... for Dior. I'm leaving. Okay, go on. Go on. Um, Velma, I hope Dior, I hope you're gonna have the same energy on her live. Yes, I will. I okay, will. yes, yeah. Bring bring your bottle. Bring your bottle. <laughs> bring your bottle. I'm gonna take this. Thank you. I'll have that. Keep that here. Oh, do you want one? I was gonna bring yeah. you. Oh, good. Bring me one. Bring you one. My question is for Dior. Yes. How did she? Let's start it off deep, right? Oh my God. How did she? <laughs> I love all the comments. Um, how did you find the courage to leave her job? I'm sure she is smart enough to ask you that. Th thank you, Velma. Thank you. Cheers. I love you. Yes, of course you are. Do you make sure you have your bottle for her? Honestly, <laughs> guys, like the people that we have tuned in, this is actually our real life. Like, this is how crazy my friends are. I'm the same normal chilled one, and they are actually oh. really cool. I love it. Mental I love people. it. But yeah, we're back. Um, well, welcome, welcome. Um, so 21 <laughs> questions works like this within a lot of time. We're going to ask you as many questions as possible. Yeah. Um, and you have one pass card. So if there's any 
question you don't want to answer, you can skip it. However, oh, in skipping that question, you miss out mm -hmm. on your prize. Okay, you've got a prize. And I'm looking at your prize right here. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at your prize right here. So if you, if you don't, you, Birkin bag? No, no. Birkin bag? Uh, <laughs> if you do not use your pass card, you get your prize. All right? mm. So that's just a, a, an incentive to answer. Okay. So, and for those who are new to who you are, okay, in so one nice. elevator pitch, give us a quick idea or, um, or yeah. insight into who you are. Okay. Hi, everyone. I am Dior Vidiaco. I am the founder of Pepe Will Talk and the yeah. Network which are two career platforms founded to support the career ambitions of young fashion professionals. That is Come me. On. My Love wife that. has just arrived. Hey. <laughs> Thank you very much. So Dior, someone wanted to oh. say hello to you. Um, someone that's quite dear to your heart. Um, yeah, I, I won't say too much. Is wow. that okay? Yeah. So Ovi, uh, he he found out we were doing the live, right. and he said he's sorry he couldn't be there today, yeah. uh, but he wanted to wish you all the best, um, and he said he hoped you're having an amazing time. I am, babes. Thank you. I love you. So no much. worries. Thank you, Ovi, for, for dropping by. That's the, best, that's the best we could do. Tell me about your Ovi obsession. Where does that come from? Every every so often, see I'm you in the stories. I don't get obsessed with no man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ovi, I think when I watch Love Island. Yeah. He was literally like the he's a <laughs> the look is fantastic. Like he looks yeah. amazing, very beautiful in his face and his body. Yeah. Um, but I liked his attitude as well. Like he was okay. so super chilled. He never got like caught up in the like mix up. Um, he was literally like super unbothered on the side, and that is my energy. Like yeah, I don't yeah. get. I'm never in drama. I don't care for it. It's not really yeah. my skin. Oh, like. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, tell me about your. Um, I was listening to some of your past interviews, and you were talking about um, your your affluent walks. Because some, like you said, you're someone who's calm and chilled, yeah, yeah. and so you go walking in these particular areas mm. at night time. What is your what's your top affluent spot to walk through? My favorite area in like there's different areas where I love walking, which is where I love being. Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge is like one of my Ooh. favorite areas in London. I have particular, like in the daytime, like our fresco lunch, outdoors. Um, <laughs> I, no, I love it. Like sitting outdoors, nice glass of wine, mm -hmm. friends, good vibes, just having a yeah. chat, shisha. That's like perfect daytime vibes in Knightsbridge. And then yeah. in the evening, it's like shisha. I love shisha. Um, yeah. And then also like, it's just nice, like the lights of Harrods, the cars yeah, Harrods. by, everyone's just dressed beautifully. I used to work in Harvey Nicks when I was, um, when I was younger, when I was a teenager. So I think mm. that's where like, I fell in love with just the whole luxury life. Lux, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. And like, um, have you been to Canary Wharf at night? Have you been to Canary yeah. Wharf at night? So, yeah, so and at the moment I'm staying in my dad's place and his okay. um, apartment is close to Canary Wharf. It's like a 15, 20 minute walk. So okay. like I, we try, me and Velma try to walk uh, like twice a week. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, um, so let, let's get into that because I see on your, your Instagram, especially your stories, your stories are... <laughs> we like, have people can, we Yes, have you fun. have fun. Like <laughs> even, you know, where you are in like Badminton Spa, like... Yeah. I'm just like, this This Lux life, this is a Lux yeah. life. Tell me about the beauty of your friendships and, and what they kind of mean to you. Yeah, I have, honestly, the most amazing friendship group that I have intentionally cultivated. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I specifically sought out, okay, I want this girl to be my friend. It wasn't like yeah. that. It was more so like, do you know what? I want people who are just on the same stuff that I'm on. Yeah. And in doing that, I just these girls just we just our paths like cross because they're all relatively new friends like from the past like maybe five six seven years um so yeah i just think it's our ambition levels are the same our humor is the same our um mindset the same so yeah we just get on we get on well and we enjoy our life like we work hard and i think that's the part that people people see but i don't think people see um 
how hard we really work like it's like yeah. a joke like and undesirable stuff like things that you're like wait you guys have to do all of that rubbish like yeah um so when we go in when we play we play strong we play i don't hard. think hard but strong yeah strong vibes i call it strong vibes <laughs> i've got a highlight on my instagram that says strong vibes <laughs> and that is what it's for yeah yes yeah i saw it sort of like last I think the week before you was on some rooftop to like morning i was like this oh, that was is ah here we go yeah. it was like this is living um <laughs> but no i think it's important to have uh, that network around you yeah. and and yeah. to support you through the highs you know and the lows as well mm -hmm. and that's, that's mm -hmm. beautiful i see i see that you have that um you do come from quite a like you said that luxurious kind of background in terms of the job that you first got with burberry yeah. um i want to yeah. know in that kind of space you know, with all the Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter issue coming to the forefront, in fashion, had you experienced or seen any of those kind of race issues rise up in your own experience in yeah. that black luxe, that kind of luxurious kind sure. of environment? Hundred percent. I think as a black person, there's no space um, that you will exist in where you're exempt in a European mm. country, unless it's a predominantly black space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, I experienced. It's difficult to call it racism, but because it's that's such a loaded word, but mm -hmm. it is what it is, and let's call it racism. So yeah, I definitely experienced it in the fashion industry, um, and actually, I always tell people, but the first two to three months, or even three to six months of my job, I found it so. I worked for Burberry, and I found it internally though, like I don't wear my. You you're never gonna see my problems on me. I always say, don't look like your problems, right? Yeah. So. You wouldn't tell externally, but internally I had this fight where I was just like, who am I in this space? Wow. Because it was like, I love the luxury life, but these people are really from like wealthy backgrounds. They're really living it. They're really, um, yeah, just different to me. And it was the, honestly, it was like the first proper experience where I felt like an outsider. And wow. I was just like, how do I navigate this space? And I'm not going to lie, there was a point where I did feel like I was losing my personal identity and I was losing the strong vibes that Dior brings. So, mm. yeah, that was, that was like a, that was a battle for me at that point. But I got over it. Was that because you felt you had to assimilate, you were coming from an outside and had to assimilate to that luxury yeah. Yeah. Uh, background? Yeah. It's, it was less of the luxury aspect because mm. for me, luxury is what you make it. It's, yeah. it's, it's different to everyone. But it was more of the lived experience. My lived okay. experience was so different to theirs, mm -hmm. um, which made me feel othered. Not because anyone particularly went out of their way to make me feel like that. When I just mm -hmm. heard of their experiences, like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, so where did you go to school? Where did you grow yeah. up? I was just like, oh, my life is very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I used to, I teach um, in, I teach young people about finance. Mm. And so that takes me, uh, takes me all across the UK. And yeah. so I can teach on a Monday in Brixton or yeah. Hackney, yeah. but then I can be teaching in Cambridge in a private school. And like you experienced, so actually, yeah, I could definitely mm -hmm. see the polar opposites. And mm -hmm. I remember there was one school I went to and in the foyer, there was a, you know, you know, normally they have the brochures of the school. And this one in yeah. particular was a trip to the Alps. There we go. That was, that was their brochure, to the Alps. Good. For yeah. the young people yeah, 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 um, yeah and it just showed me then i was just sitting there waiting for someone to pick us up and a gentleman came running in <sighs> oh please can i give can you give my son this and i thought it was a packed lunch it was a cello a massive cello that his son had forgotten and that was the kind of lifestyle that they like you said they were li living yeah. and i saw and like you said you feel other you feel like wow that has Very nothing to do with me i'm so removed yeah. from that um, and it's again about us trying to navigate that space, but not lose not who lose we are. your magic. Because actually, yeah. your experiences count for something, and actually, yes. that's what that's 100%. what's gonna lead you in your next direction, and actually 100%. help you connect with your people in that space, or make bring people into that space, or whatever it may be. So yeah, it's kind of a tightrope that you have to walk, but walk it, get to the other side, and figure yeah. out what like what part you're going to play definitely definitely yeah um tell me about working with burberry what were um some of the lessons that you learned working with like luxury brand it is a machine mm. it is a bloody machine and also <laughs> like 
<laughs> my mindset of now I work for myself and I always say that I'm always at my desk by 9am always and yeah. I always at least aim to finish by five six because I have that structure of a nine to five like that is my start to that was the start to my career and it's never left me um yeah. but also the machine and how it was so like and anytime it was getting to fashion week we would have these um uh all hands meetings so it was like every day you had to come in at eight and every team would feedback on what they were doing towards the show and i never realized how many teams were involved in putting together a 15 minute fashion show and you wow. realize that yeah it's crazy like the show costs hundreds of thousands of pounds you have the music team the pr team the um design team the product development team the e-commerce team like everyone was involved and that's what made me see that this is a machine it runs like it doesn't always run smoothly but what machine does it's man-made it could break yeah. You know? yeah um but yeah it was it was like a peek into this world that i was always fascinated with and it just showed me that actually it's just real people making this thing run yeah and and the teams like you would see let's say burberry did this first company to partner with x and blah 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 um but then the team that's putting that together is like four people and you're like wow yeah so that it was honestly it was so fascinating so 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 fascinating is there any other brand besides uh, burberry that you would still love to kind of work with and and get inside that machine do you know what so at the moment i'm at babington house right so it's part of the soho house group and it's like um a group of members clubs they have so many around the world and the Soho house group is so cool the team are amazing the houses are amazing the experience and I think if I was to ever go back into work mm -hmm. I would want to work for the Soho house group genuinely nice. big up to them yeah I need my membership okay so um <laughs> your your kind of uh career has taken so many different turns and I remember yeah. listening to something that you spoke about about the pivot the yeah. power of the pivot yeah tell me about that and because i can really really kind of connect and relate to it in what sense so mm -hmm. those who might know might know or not know me i i do music as well yeah. so a lot of people know me from music and therefore that's what they would expect of me music 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 but about a year or two years ago i heard god kind of say to me pivot mm. pivot and i didn't understand why this had just been after i released my album and I had said, I've got a daughter coming on the way. I'm not going to do any music. I just want to be a father. I don't want to be a rapper father. I want to just be a father. Yeah. And um, I felt God say, pivot, pivot. Yeah. And it was pivot towards the sit down to really, you know, bring it up and kind of cause it to flourish and cause it, put your energy towards it. Mm -hmm. And I feel that now I'm seeing more and more the power of being able to look to your left and not always just focus on your right, because there might be a time when yeah. you need to shift. Tell me about the power of the pivot uh, yeah. in, your, in your life. Thanks for sharing that, first of all. And secondly, yeah. um, I first learned that word pivot in secondary school, when we used to play netball. Yes. <laughs> um, and the pivot is actually when you want to give the ball to someone else, or you want to make a move, um, and you keep one foot on the ground, and the other. So I think it's, you have to keep your left foot on the ground and your right foot can move around. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not completely uprooting yourself, yeah. but it's just changing your perspective or your direction yeah. or your viewpoint or your tactic um, or how you're gonna navigate slightly. So for me, I think your vision, I always say your vision should be fixed. Like what you see for your life, where you're going, your direction, that God-given vision, and it has to be God-given, um, should be what you, the direction you're heading in. Mm. But how you get there is open to interpretation, yeah. it's open to flow. And that's the pivot for me. I always feel like people should be anchored in their God-given vision and then be open to like wherever the journey takes you. So for you, awesome. you do music, you do conversations, um, you have a full-time job where you're teaching, but I think in everything you're teaching, you're sharing yeah. information. Yeah. Um, so that's a pivot. You haven't fully taken both feet off the ground. It's just changing direction slightly and I think everyone should be open to that and actually if we take it back to like the work I do nine to five career stuff apparently the average person um has five careers in their lifetime wow. and people don't realize that they think oh I have to I'm a failure if I change or I look like I'm not serious or whatever it may be but it's just a pivot yeah yeah and I think that's what <laughs> I felt I felt like uh if I don't do music then I failed yeah because that was uh, that was 
division. And that was, and, but I remember my friend once said to me, a close friend, they said, you know, you don't always have to do music. Mm-hmm. You can do other things mm-hmm. and still not lose your purpose. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. when you root who you are with what your hands do, um, yeah. you're, you're less likely to move or pivot around. Absolutely. Um, is there, you know, taking on what Velma's, I forgot Velma's question, um, <laughs> in pivoting, what, like what, what did you feel about leaving Burberry to um, start your own thing? How did you build up the courage to do that? Because that is, like you said, you talk about that was your dream job. That was yeah. your dream company. You're there. You've made yeah. it. Where I you going? something funny. So when I got that job, I got that job a month after I graduated. And once I got it, I realized that I dreamt way too small because I had fulfilled my dream. My dream wasn't to get a job in Burberry and climb the ladder in five years and become a senior leader. It was just to get a job. Once I'd gotten that job, it's done. it was done. So I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do next, um, which is a scary and exciting time, depending on if you're a glass half full, half empty glass kind empty. of person. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, I don't think it was too scary for me to leave a full-time job and start a business. A, because I was 24 at the time, I didn't mm. know better. Um, I'd only ever had one career, one job, um, and I really felt led. I felt really, really led. And actually, something that was my strongest conviction, actually, was that the job that I was doing did not utilise my best skills. And I really felt like I was gifted and talented in certain areas of my life. And if I stay in this industry and work a nine-to-five, nothing wrong with that. And I'm not dissing anyone that does that, because people often get that confused and think, that I don't respect nine to fives or whatever I do. Mm. Um, but that job or staying in PR and marketing would have never utilized my best skills. Never. Mm. That means that the purpose for me being birthed would have died yeah. because I wasn't, <laughs> you know, wanted the prestige of big names or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, one thing I've seen that you always do is you own, you own your greatness and you own yeah. your skills, your skill yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. You've taken time to kind of look at what is it I do well? Well, I'm good at, yeah. What is it that maybe I'm not so good at? Cool, I know that, but what is it that I do well? Tell me about owning your greatness. How do you, how can someone do, no, how can someone embark on that journey to own yeah. their greatness and find out and celebrate I it? Do, I do this workshop when I go to unis and it's about finding your unconventional skill. And a lot of people don't realise that they can package what they're naturally good at um, and make it a career and make money Mm -hmm. from it. So for me, I've always been good at speaking to people. I've always been good at conversation. I've always loved sharing information. Um, And I, it's not that I want the spotlight, but I don't mind being the centre of attention for a little bit. So like hosting or doing something like that. Um, And I'm good at research as well. So if like if you take all those things and you look at them, you can't really figure out what, what that is as a career mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, should I be a host? Should I be this? Should I be that? So I tell people like, don't worry too much about what the career is. Just follow the passion. And that's, that's what I think your 20s should be about exploring mm. all your passions, like overturning every stone of curiosity. Just follow it. Just do something in relation to that. And it's going to lead you to something else. And you might create a role in an existing company because I've had friends that have done that. Yeah. Based on their skill set, they have gone approached companies and said, um, you need this. And they've been hired to do something that has never been done before. Yeah. Or you can create your own company or you can just infuse that into the job you do at work and become an entrepreneur where you work for someone, but you bring something completely different and valuable um, to that role. And how you do that is by looking at the things that come naturally to you. Mm-hmm. What have you always been interested in? What don't you realize is a skill of yours because you are so naturally gifted in that area that it just feels like, oh, but that's not anything. No, it's something because 10,000 other people don't have that. Um, and some people are like, oh, I love drawing, but oh, it's nothing. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> you have people that go to events that are paying like two grand to do caricatures at a beauty event. Yeah. Like that's that's a job. It's a, don't <laughs> say it's nothing. Um, but it's also then the next part of that is the self belief, and that's a whole other other kind of skill and yeah. belief system to have. Yeah, and I've I've heard that you spoke about. Um, people would look at you and just assume, you know, 
Yeah. You know, Dior is just always confident. Dior is always on 100%. Uh, <laughs> tell me about the times when you're not 100% Dior, confident. when you're not 100% confident. I don't want Give me an, an, an example as well. I, I don't want people to think that, like, the Dior that's not confident is not Dior, because I'm just human. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm normal. Like, sometimes I'm on 100%, sometimes I'm on 20 And actually, I allow myself to to be real, to be human, yes, to yeah, yeah. live like that. Um, when am I not confident? I guess like in new spaces, but what I have a tactic where I really do a lot of self-talk and I'm just like, it's fine. Say what comes to you naturally. Say something funny, be yourself. Do you, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I, there's a lot going on mentally, which can distract you in the moment, but um, you're just encouraging yourself to just be yourself. So I do that yeah. a lot because I have to network and I always have to be around new people and it's intimidating, honestly. Like even now, today, um, I was with a new group of people and they're like, oh, what do you do? And it's like, where do I start? <laughs> like, not that I do so much, but sometimes you feel like, what do I even do? Like, what, yeah, yeah. Why, why do I even do this? Um, so yeah, and situations like that, I'm not always confident. I always say as well that nat excuse me, naturally I am a creative but naturally i don't think i'm a businesswoman and i think that's something i'm learning now like i'm learning about marketing funnels i'm learning about user personas i'm learning about business models i'm still learning I'm, i will never ever sit somewhere and say i'm a business expert i'm not creatively i believe in myself so um that is sometimes i maybe wouldn't feel so confident in a room full of like high-powered business women because yeah. i'm that boy i do not know what you know <laughs> I don't. I need to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So there's there's no there's countless moments, countless. Yeah. And you, because you, there was a quote that you said. Uh, Always listen to the confident, yeah, uh, most secure part of you. Yeah, I love that quote. And that and that is, especially in those moments, you know, mm -hmm. when you're about to go on stage, when you're about to take on a new project. Yeah. I, I love that quote because it's like uh, there is a part of you inside that that's says sure. you can do that literally there's you can always do that. a part of you that is rock solid that is mm. sure that has complete belief yeah. and you have to get through all of the mess mm -hmm. and it takes a mo like honestly it takes a moment to tap a into moment. it it takes oh a gosh. moment to tap into it you literally just have yeah. to be like i've got this and then you that's it yeah. But it's coming from within but if you don't cultivate that space and if you don't even believe you have that space you ain't going to be able to tap into it yeah. so you yeah. really like now i really try not to do any negative self-talk like even if i have done 20 percent of my to-do list and i'm like oh i could have done better i'm still like do your no one can do your work like how you do it you didn't yeah. do enough today but you did good yeah exactly. and i don't lie to myself i'm not like you still did amazing <laughs> <laughs> because the work needs to get done yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I try, like, that's one of my big things this year. I try so much to personally not say negative things about myself, like, in my head. And mm -hmm. apparently, I think it's, like, 70% of our self-talk is negative. Can you imagine that? What you are saying to yourself, 70% of what you are saying to yourself on a daily basis is negative. Why mm -hmm. would you want to punish yourself in that way? Why? So yeah. it's something you have to intentionally unlearn. And yeah. I'm really doing that this year. I remember um, like the sit down, so they sit down events and I was doing an event, um, which one was it? With Grace Ladoja. Mm. We did this. And I remember, because up to that time, I had only interviewed anyone. I'd only interviewed people that I knew personally. Right, right. Grace was the first person who I didn't necessarily know one-to-one. -one. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, so man, how's it going to be when we go on stage? I hope we connect and everything. And then just before she arrived, yeah, just before she arrived, I remember thinking, it's cool, bro. You can do this, but Yeah. You've, like, you've, you, you, no, you can do this. You do this. You do this. That, you do this. Let me so, tell you something. I want to stop you. Sorry to no, interrupt. No. So again, I have this confidence workshop that I do. And the line, I remember I read an email once, and that line just stuck out to me, and I use it in my workshop. It says, confidence comes from past performance. The mm. fact that you can say, I do this, yeah. it's enough. Mm. regardless of how this moment goes you're going to do your best in it yeah. because that's what you can control yeah. but prior to this in so many situations where you've killed it and don't even did it pause it's not even about the yeah. outcome from previous situations it's about the fact that you did it in previous yeah. situations yeah 
I do this, like literally. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Tell me, how, how was your experience when you was um, hosting um, live talk? I know uh, you were talking about that experience. So. Crazy. <laughs> you know what, yeah? I picked an outfit, this is funny. I picked an outfit that I knew looked good on me. Because I was like, boy, if I flop, at least the pictures. Hey, that is a tactic. <laughs> at least the pictures are going to look good. At least yeah. I'm going to look good on stage. At least people, you know, will be looking at me and thinking positive things. Like, you li literally, I was just like, and it made me feel good. First, like, that's the most important thing. At least I feel good. And when I feel good, I perform better. It's a fact. Like, we do as humans. Um... So yeah, it was nerve-wracking. I can't even lie. It was nerve-wracking. Who were you um, interviewing again? So um, Yvette is Beyonce's publicist and she's been Beyonce's publicist since she was in Destiny's Child. So she was Destiny's Child's publicist and then now she's like Beyonce's right-hand woman and she handles, I think she's the president of Beyonce's Be Good Foundation as well, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then Shayla, who is the chief of staff for Will Packer, um, mm -hmm. And then I did a panel that same day with some incredible women in like music and um, business. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. How did you feel at the end? Oh, that day was my friend Mercedes' birthday. So we just went to her party. And I was just like, lit, my hair's natural, right? So I was just like, yes, I killed it. Went to Mercedes' party. We done. <laughs> as soon as I, even now my hair's frizzing up. So I shouldn't even be doing this live. I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but when... As soon as my hair started frizzing up, I was like, Dior, you killed the interviews, you killed the panel, <laughs> you killed this party, your hair looks crazy, go home. Literally, literally, I literally touched my hair and I said, uh... the lights are coming on and people see me looking crazy. And I left and I was like, I'm satisfied, I've done enough, it's been a good yeah. day, don't overdo yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. No, it felt good, it felt really, really good. Oh, well done, well done. <laughs> um, one story that I love is um, when you was at Burberry, yeah and you were transitioning to move into the sample uh sample sales department mm -hmm. um the head of security yeah was the one that was an instrumental part in you making that leap and making that jump tell me about the importance that you the importance of people and yeah. how you treat people how you treat people when they're not looking because he must have been looking at you when you didn't notice um just working hard and mm -hmm. just doing what you're doing but also you must have had interactions with him before. So have you, how would you say, how important would you say it is to treat people on the way up and on yeah. the way down? Do you know what? Just side note again, I have so many side notes. That's <laughs> um, Bring them all in. Someone like, uh, when I speak to university students about like when they go for interviews and stuff, I'm like always be that. As soon as you leave your house and you're on your way, when you're like within 10 minutes of the vicinity of the building, turn on your A game because you don't know who's watching you. Like, and <laughs> there's a woman who I know that she, when she interviews, she goes back to the receptionist and wow. she says, how do they treat you? How wow. do they you? Were they kind? Were they nice? Were, did they turn it on from, you know, as soon as they were in the building? So it's really important to be on your A game all the time. You don't know who's watching you. Mm. And that's a clear in like the, this situation of the security guard noticing me. Well, he wasn't a security guard. He was the head of, asset and profit protection which is security for the business mm. um so he's working hard all week and he was just like wow like you're really like into your work and i was working in retail and even then he was like wow like you're really like you fold you get on with it blah blah, blah. <laughs> you fold you fold well um, <laughs> so he was just like oh what do you want to do blah 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 so yeah of course and I, I don't even know if i've had an interaction with him i think it was just a hi hello literally wow. um because he's always at the front of the building but he noticed something in me that I didn't even believe in yet because I wanted to just go straight to PR and hand in my CV mm. and I didn't have the courage, but he was like, no, I'll do it for you. So, yeah. Have you ever, have you spoken since? Um, you know what? He was supposed to get, I think, a £250 recommendation fee. <laughs> so, yeah, we did speak so he could get his money. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, I worked there for two and a half years and so did he. So he was there every day. So I saw nice. him all the time. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, like, I, I remember there was a time I was doing an event and uh, the venue, they flopped with the sound. Mm. So I needed a PA system. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASAP Rocky. I needed, <laughs> I needed a PA system. And um, 
I called my friend who's a sound technician. Oh, and I said, bro, I need a sound system like today. He said, you know what? Hold on, let me call someone. He calls him. He said, look, he can meet you tomorrow at this place. Yeah. Um, I've given him my vouch. Yeah. So the guy was a bit hesitant to lend it to me. He doesn't know who I am. Mm -mm. But he agreed. We went to meet, I went to meet him. The guy came out of the van, came around the corner and boom. <laughs> who was it? This guy, the guy who's about to help me in my desperate hour of yeah. need. Yeah. He was the sound engineer for an event that me and my brother, when we were in a group commission, mm. he was the sound engineer for an event I did in about 2011, two, no, 2010. 2010 so this is like nine years later yeah he said oh it's you, it's you. Mm. oh you know what i'm okay now look i'm at that. peace look at that because the interactions we had nine years ago mm -mm, were mm -mm, so mm -mm. good and, and amicable and peaceful that at that moment in that time yeah he was more than he, and he was he was going to charge me he's a nice cool it's whatever man. yeah just just look you know on. your reputation is an extension of your personal yeah. brand it really mm. is and I think sometimes people just want to be themselves. I just want to be real. I just want to. <laughs> but you just, honestly, I'm just me. I'm just me. Yeah, yeah. I just am who I am. You know what? Who you are is not very nice sometimes. Yeah. yeah? So prioritize being kind because yeah, yeah. you don't know who you're going to need in the future. And it's not about only being nice because, oh, I might need this person. Mm. It's about prioritizing that as a um, dominant feeling you give people that you're nice and you're kind and you're peaceful to be around and that's yeah that's an example Beautiful. ladies and gentlemen big up to you if you just joined us for 21 questions uh we have dior in the building and she's just given us the ju -ju 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 gems uh, <laughs> um and so we're just so grateful for you joining us um give us a couch in the comment section just give us a little couch just to know that you're there let us know how you're feeling how you um, how you enjoying the session? Someone says you have lyrics. I need to take note. Okay, take note, take note. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's know how it's going so far, man. Um, if you're watching this on replay, thank you for joining us. Make sure you check yeah. out all our episodes. Yeah. All right, you've made it. Well, we've made it almost all the way through. No, really? How many um, have we done? We've done. We've done, we've done about eleven. They need this room back. I'm so sorry to be a pain. They need this room back soon, so. Oh, okay, no, yeah, we right. can speed through. <laughs> no problem, no problem. We've only got a few more left. Um, cool. I want to ask you about um, your faith and, and yeah. how that has helped you along the way in your career, but also in your, more so in your personal life. Yeah. Do you know what? So now, like, in terms of career, um, I would speak about, like, working with young people and helping mm. them with their climb and fashion and solidifying their career as fashion professionals and just believing in themselves. I find it so difficult to advise people without bringing God into it. And it's like, I'm supposed to be this careers advisor and someone who's helping you get your first start in the industry. Yeah. And I can be speaking to you about CVs and the next thing you know it, I'm like, because God. <laughs> so, and it's, they're probably like, this girl's crazy. Like, why is she mixing the two? Um, I genuinely don't know how to advise people about bringing God into it. Like I, even when I do videos for my platform, like I will still mix Bible verses. Like I was still, it's just, important. <laughs> it's just who I am. It's the truth. I'm not even lying. Yeah. Um, but I think my journey would have been 10 times harder without faith because yeah. there's so, there's too much uncertainty actually too much. In fact, things are probably more uncertain than they are certain for me. Like genuinely mm. everything I'm doing is brand new. No one's really done what I've done before. Um, there is, it's difficult to find a business model that makes sense. It's difficult to make money. It's difficult to, there's a big audience, there's a huge fashion community, but the people that, the, the demographic I've chosen don't really have a high income. There's just so many um, things that factors, make yeah. it negative. Yeah, exactly, factors <laughs> make it negative. Um, but with God, like honestly, I'm so focused. I have a very clear vision now. I know where I'm going, the journey, I, I trust God every month. I'm like, okay, God has told me to do this. So I'm going to do that until he gives me the next instruction. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's what I believe. I believe that God is not going to give you another instruction until you obey the last one. Yeah. And you put your all into it. And even if it's small, you still have to do it like it's big yes. and care about it and love it. 
Yeah. I think you do that so well. Like, honestly, your graphics, your dedication, your consistency, the caliber of people, it's amazing. So well done. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you're you. welcome. Honestly, I think it's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, so that's, that's me and my journey. And I really feel like God carved out a space for me that is for me. It's my size. Mm. It's my vibe. It's my... It's for me. It, like the, the work I do now is so right for my character, my personality, my work rate, my interests, my just everything about it is just for mm. me. So yeah, it's all good. beautiful. Um, you love learning. You, yeah. you express that. You love learning. Whether been a it's bit reading recently, but yeah, I do. Say again. I said I've been a bit lazy, but actually I haven't been lazy because I've done two webinars this week. So actually, come on. Yeah, maybe I'm not lazy. <laughs> What's one of the um, greatest things that you've learned in this crazy, crazy, uncertain 2020? Um, Both on, on a personal level, but yeah. also on a career, career based level. On a personal level, I actually feel lucky to have the luxury of not having a big company, which is mad, not having made it fully, because I'm seeing how people that I know who have bigger businesses really suffered and really went through it and didn't know how to navigate. And I was like, I'm cool. Like my work is still fine. I'm still okay. Like, <laughs> like I don't have employees to worry about. Yeah. I'm not worried about how I'm paying someone. Um, so I was like, oh, thank God I haven't made it. Maybe, yeah, that would be odd. Sometimes was, God is protecting us from ourselves. Yeah, and it's like, thank God I haven't made it, huh? That's weird. Yeah. But yeah. you for real. Um, and then on a career, what was that career? Was that personal? It was both, bit of both, because my career and personal are one. Um, another thing I learned was to really, I found a lot of peace in this period. And it, I was saying the other day that it's so sad to me that other people haven't had the opportunity to be still and not have to do much. And actually they've had sick family members, they've had family members pass away, they've been sick themselves or they've lost their jobs. And I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to just like, I haven't chilled like that, but I have had time to rethink a lot of stuff. Um, and then now that Corona's lifted, I've been straight back out. I've been living my life with my friends um, and all of, I don't take it for granted at all. So, yeah, I think I've just realised how lucky I am, actually. Yeah. And I really want to complain less. Complain less. Oh, yeah. that's a T-shirt. That is a T-shirt. <laughs> All right, last two. Yeah. Which lesson would you like to teach to your Parisian children? Parisian? Yeah. How do you so know when, I'm going to live in Paris? So when you go and live in Paris, yeah. um, and, you, and they go on holiday in France, yeah. and they're just chilling, what would you like, what lessons, what life lessons would you love to teach them? I really deeply for my children to feel comfortable in every single space mm. every single space in this world like no matter where they are so you hit the nail on the head and i don't know how you know this but i really want to like have an apartment in paris yeah, yeah. and i really want one day and i really want um to send my kids to summer camp in paris or anywhere in France, because I really want them to be fluent in French. That's one of my mm. like, life regrets, and I strongly doubt I'm going to learn it now, because I can't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> but I want my kids to be so, like, self, so self-assured that no matter where, they can be like six years old at a dinner table with 20 adults, and they can still hold the conversation. Mm. Those are the types of kids I want. Or I want them to maybe be like, say we go to Ghana, and it's like, some kids who are less fortunate come up to them and you know what how it's like sometimes say they're like begging for I'm, i don't want to put that narrative out there but just still be comfortable in that setting not feel like dirty no i just want them to be like have compassion have mm. understanding um to just connect with people on all levels and i want them to be like confident just confident no matter where they are that's what i really really want for my kids love it love yeah. it <laughs> i love that um your last question. You've made it through to the last question. Yay. Uh, let's see if you uh, stumble <laughs> at this one. <laughs> uh, no, it's, a, it's a simple one. Um, so your question is, yeah. do you have a question for me? Yeah, I do. Mm. So when I interview people, I always ask this question and it makes people think. Um, so my question to you is, what battles in life are you currently fighting and winning? Oh, 
<laughs> Tío. <laughs> Tío, jeez. Tell me. <laughs> One that I'm fighting is... Yes, so one that I'm fighting is pessimism versus optimism. Right. Pessimism versus optimism because mm -hmm. um, I am someone who, I'm someone who's, I'm someone who unfortunately sometimes looks at the bad and gazes too long. Yeah. I stay looking at it like, why didn't it work? Why didn't it work? Why didn't it work? And so I'm battling to look at it with mm -hmm. optimistic eyes and look at, the opportunities that came from the failure. And so that's what I'm really, really battling. So things like, I don't know, the lockdown and all these type of things have caused me to have to, by force, if I'm locked down, what can you still do? Yeah. What, and just like you said, what else can I be grateful for? What else can I see as a blessing? Because I'm used to, from a young age, from a child, seeing the bad around me and uh, never seeing any good in it. Right. So that's something that I'm battling, and, and, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm getting there, I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and what's the second one, what am I doing? What battles are you fighting but winning? And you say you're winning. getting there. So I guess, oh, I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. How, how yeah. do you, um, what's your tactic for focusing on the good versus the bad? How do you practically do that? Practically, um, it's a lot of self-talk, a lot of self-talk. Mm -hmm. I think I just talk... I think I talk to myself more than I talk to human black people. And that is helping me, whereby when something bad happens, I have to self-talk myself out mm -hmm. of that and be like, you know what? Okay, that's happened, but this can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also accepting what it is. So my new self-talk is, it is what it is, it's not what it's not. Right. It is what it is. And so if I drop my ice cream on the floor, yeah. It is, it's on the floor. Yeah. It's melted. It's melting right now. It's not going to touch my taste buds. Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. I've wasted my money. It is what it is. It's That's not emotional what, intelligence, yeah. It's not what you wish it to be. Mm -hmm. It's not that. It's what it is. Let's accept that. Yeah. Embrace that. Yeah. Swallow that. Yeah. And then let's move on. Uh, um, so, so that's helping me battle <laughs> the pessimism more because I'm like, okay, this situation has happened. That is what it is. It's nothing else. It's not what you wished it could be or what it could have been. We accept it for that. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you going to still sit there or what are you going to do? You're going to move on. So, so let me just tell you something really quickly because I need to go mm. in like two minutes. No. But I did a emotional intelligence course, right? I think mm. it was emotional intelligence. And it was about um, removing your belief systems from situations mm. so that you can see it for what it is. Wow. And then I had a call with someone about it. So I did a campaign for LinkedIn and about the courses I'd done on LinkedIn. And I said, oh, I love that course. And he was like, what did you love about it? So I said to him, and he was like, he gave me an analogy that was brilliant. And he said, say, um, obviously, I'm a girl. So he said, if a boy doesn't call you back, you will sit there all day and be sad and be like, oh, my God, he's rude. He's this, he's that, he's that. But that's based on my beliefs, right? Because of mm. things that have happened. And beliefs are based on experiences, not facts. So it's your yes. truth, not facts. Um, and he said, if you take the emotion out of that situation, all that happened is, wait for it, the phone didn't ring. Yeah. That's it. And if you say, I'm sitting here angry the whole day because <laughs> my phone didn't make a sound. Yeah. What? It's dumb. You can quickly get over it because you're like, the phone didn't ring and that's fine. Because you know what? There's so many other things I can be focused on right now. And then I had a breakup last year and me and my friends, me and my friend both had a breakup and we both were like, how do we apply this to relationships? And the phrase that we came up with was, it lasted as long as it lasted, period. Mm, that's it. That's, that's more. Yeah. You got what you got. It lasted as long as it lasted. That's, anything beyond that is your expectation, is your beliefs, your values. And it's got nothing to do with the actual situation you projected. It lasted as long as it lasted. Done. So, yeah, I would highly recommend that course. I can get the exact name so you can um, yeah. give, it, give it out to Fair people. Enough. But it's, it's about removing your beliefs about situations so that you can see the facts of the situation mm. and move on from it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dior, thank you so much for your thank time. You. Thank I'm going to give you your prize because you made it all the way through. <laughs> oh, my God, I had a prize. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> Guys, in the comment section, let us know how you found it. Let's thank oh you. Oh my God, I forgot. Um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a story that you've told about how there was a jacket that you wanted at Burberry. Mm -hmm. uh, this jacket cost thousands of yeah. pounds. Um, and you was able to speak to a colleague um, and get it uh, for cheap, cheap, on yeah. cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so to, <laughs> so to honour that hustle, because that was a dedicated Ooh, hustle. I'm excited. <laughs> I couldn't find a pen in my house, so you just have to imagine this. Right. But this is your twenty-one questions discount card. Oh. And so this twenty-one seconds, twenty-one seconds, what twenty-one questions? <laughs> This is your 21 questions discount card. If you ever want to step foot in a uh, sit down event, yes. um, you and a friend get it for free. That's you. Aww, you just walk in, you. just flash your card. Thank you so and that's much. Yours. All right, so, black card. You should have made it black. We'll, we'll, black we'll make yours black on request. Actually, it's gold. Let's say it's a gold card. Gold card. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Dior, thank you so much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you guys um, for the comments. I've been reading them as they're going yes. up. You guys were amazing. Thank you. One so Kofi much. said this was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Dior, yes. have a great time. Velma, thank you it's for your <laughs> Vim. And you will get that Vim. Yeah, back. I'm about to go and meet them outside. It's still sunny. <laughs> we have a train to catch. Oh, yes. London, no problem. So we got to no go. Problem. <laughs> take care and God bless. Take you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week again. Uh, if you, we're going to be uploading this on our IGTV, on our YouTube, on our Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you can listen to it back. And if there's anything that kind of stood out to you, let me know. So even in the comment section, if there's anything that really stood out to you, throw it in there. Let's see what you've been experiencing. Um, if you're watching this on replay, thank you for joining us. Make sure you share, 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 like, 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 and comment, comment, comment. We're going to be back next Thursday, 9 p.m. with an amazing guest, um, and we're going to just be doing 21 questions. Thank you for joining us. Let's see how you've been enjoying it. So, Miss Gilligan, Gillian, thank you for joining us. She said, great, thank you, thank you. Um, vibes of a black girl said, this was great. Uh, who else have we got in the building? Marby's Kitchen. Hey, how you doing? Um, Velma's giving us some hearts. Nandy Cole said, that's a great quote for people who suffer with anxiety. Very true. Um, awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Uh, we'll see you next week, Thursday, 9 p.m. Uh, make sure you share, 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 like, 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 comment, comment, comment. I'm Icy, and I'm out. <laughs>